This episode of the Socks and Sandals podcast is brought to you by Mr. OK's Essentials. Mr. OK's is 100% black owned. Uh, you all have heard, if you haven't heard, the owner, the creator of Mr. OK's Essentials was on the Socks and Sandals podcast episode 101. So check it out. But uh, Mr. OK's provides 100% natural candles, body butter, and soap. Okay? 100% natural ingredients, 100% black owned, and 100% vibes and love poured into every product. All right, now go to the website, www.mrokesessentials.com. In the checkout, enter promo code SOCKS to receive 10% off your next order, okay? Once again, go to the website, get your candles, get your butter, get your soap, get right, and enter promo code SOCKS, S-O-X, and receive 10% off your next order. And also, after you order, get back to me. Let me know how you liked it. Let me know what candle is popping for you. Just tell me about the body butter. I want to hear y'all's experience with the body butter because it's kind of changed my life. It's taken maybe a year or two off my face. Not to say that I was hurting like that, but hey, it got your boy shining out here. You know what I'm saying? So let me know what y'all think. Get back to me. Promo code socks. Show your support for the podcast and for a young black entrepreneur. All right. Grace and peace. Yeah, appreciate it, boy. Yeah, man. Welcome <laughs> back, bro. Appreciate it, boy. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. How much that is, JD, man? Two fifty. What? Yeah. For what? Two fifty for what? I came to the crib. It's convenient for you. Convenient, man. Convenient. What? Tomorrow, cause you came out here. Yeah. But it ain't cost me no by sell not worth a gas. I ain't paying you that. I had to come way down the street. Oh man. lord, man, I feel like a microphone too. Oh lord, this is five heartbeats out there. I can't be doing that. Two fifty, bro. Two fifty. Man, hold, well, hold up. Where you park your car? At? Huh? I'm outside in your, your yard. Outside of my yard. Ooh, yeah. that one twenty. One twenty. Oh, and then you get some water. Oh, yeah. oh no, you got some juice. Oh, that ain't all. Ain't for the juice. Oh, that two hundred ain't number fifty left. Oh my goodness. On, That's it. Oh man. Come on. And you cut me out like a microphone. Oh lord. Thirty dollar. Oh, that two thirty ain't number twenty left. Come on. I got you now. Come on, nothing. Tell me too. Matter of fact, brother, I ain't paying you nothing because you don't appreciate the twenty. I ain't gonna get paid again. You ain't getting paid nothing because you don't appreciate it. And you got gloves on your hand, y'all. What you were trying, brother? Get out of my house. Oh, uh, get your stuff out of my house. You got my helmet counter. Now you owe me money. What up, what up? Wanna welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals Podcast. It's your guy Emmanuel. This episode here is with my guy Mike Cage, man. He is a young black entrepreneur. He's a barber. Um, but uh, but above that, man, he is doing so many things in the city. He's doing barber battles, he's doing his own he has his own beard guy, beard oil line, but he's taking that to a whole nother level. So we're gonna talk to Mike about his journey of going from corporate America to following his dream and his passion of being a barber. Um, just all the highs and lows, ups and the downs, uh, dealing with the haters, you know what I mean? You know you know how that is, though. You know what I mean? These haters, though, blood. Nah, but, uh, you know, just, just dealing with the naysayers, um, and but also taking in that constructive criticism because sometimes... Um, it can be a thin line between hate and constructive criticism, but really it comes down to who you're receiving that information from, you know. So, yeah, man, we're going to we're going to get into that. Talk a little bit about the Blazers, just a little bit about the Blazers, you know, but uh, it's probably not looking too good for us. We may we may be on our last leg tonight 
um, Monday night. With what's today, the twentieth Monday, the twentieth man. This might be the last night of Blazer basketball, but we'll see. But anyways, man, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Young Black Entrepreneur Series with my guy, Mike Cage. All right. Treat my girl like a queen, yeah. But now she wants some time away from me. What up, everybody? I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your guy, Emmanuel. I'm back in the kitchen. I'm whipping it up. And I got a very special guest with me, my guy. All the way back, going back to Benson High School, young uh, Mike Cage man. in the building. Say what what's up, up to the people, what bro. Up? Man, good to be here. Man, I'm glad to have you, bro. I mean, you, you've you been out here doing your thing for a minute, bro. Uh, I brought you on for the Young Black Entrepreneur Series because you've been doing it, bro. You've been in these streets. I've been trying. You've been on TV. Yeah. You've been on the radio. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you, you're the PDX hair guy. You're the beard guy. You know what I mean? You a real estate agent. You doing it all, bro. Man, I'm, try- I'm trying to keep it going, man. Keep myself busy. Already. You know what I'm saying? Already, so I don't get man. too stagnant and then steal. You know? <laughs> steal. You know what I'm saying? It'd I be, feel it. Just be doing nothing. It's, it's easy to do that here in Portland. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just get stuck. Just stuck. But, you Looking know. at everybody. Right. Talking about everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm, try- I'm trying to keep it moving, man. And yeah. mind my business. Yeah. So really quick, just based upon what I've already said, but like building upon that, tell the people who you are, where you're from, and what you're about, bro. Man, so raised Portland, Oregon. Um went to school here, spent most of my, all my life here. Mm-hmm. Um grew up in northeast Portland and just had a passion, man, to kind of give back to the community and 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 be here and, and do what I can do and help others at the same time. Right. So uh that kind of I started out in corporate world, um working in banking and hospitals mm-hmm. and then uh from there went to become a barber mm-hmm. and then fell in love man uh that's like my passion my craft it's what i love to do yeah. and through that i'm able to use that as a stepping stone to kind of do a lot of different other little things here and there yeah. um work at uh sei self-enhancement incorporated as well mm-hmm. uh contract with them Shout out SEI. I need to talk to you about that. Yeah, because I'm about there. to I'm about yeah. to be there too in in October. Okay, Where, yeah, that's yeah. what's up, man. I love SEI, man. They uh, they've had a couple ups and downs, but you know what I'm saying. It's it's, it's a good company. But that, they've been holding down the community exactly though, for decades. So, so it's kind of hard not to want to deal with them. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. even if you know people go through their ups and downs, you kind of like. They've done so much good that outweighs everything else that's been said about them. Oh, for sure. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I contract through them and do a class, a barber class. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, when we was kids, we growing up, we had the BRB, you know what I'm saying, when we was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was like one of them classes where you, all the young men come together as brothers reflecting brotherhood. And middle school, you know, that tender age where <laughs> girls are starting to get interesting. So I, I teach that class, um, and then also for high school, I'm teaching a haircutting class there. That's dope. So man, that's my that's my way of giving back to the kids, man, and I love it, bro. It's yeah. it's kind of like, like man, like I remember when I was in middle school and mm-hmm. we was telling these stories. Uh, I remember my guy had a story, man. When we was in middle school, I think changed all of our lives. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What you mean? What he, was it? He shared his first experience when uh, we're having sex. Oh man! And I think we was probably like 12, 13 years old. You know, we like, man, you doing that already? <laughs> <laughs> So we were kind of just like, man, it, it was crazy. I ain't going to say his name, but, you know, nah, it, it was, it was, a, it was an interesting that. story. And I'm pretty sure he remember it and everybody in the class remember it. Right. <laughs> was it good or bad? Like, it was I like... mean, it was definitely interesting, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
I remember him saying he didn't have no condom, so he used like a plastic bag. Oh, like, <laughs> it was definitely different. <laughs> he was out there experimenting. Yeah, he was wild, real. man. So and we was young, you know, no better. Word. You know, so, That's but, funny. Yeah, it's it's a good experience though working with the kids, man. And uh, outside of that, you know, then the products and stuff like that that I Word. do with the barbershop with the hair gods. Uh, also have the. Barber battle, the Hair Guys Barber battle. Oh yeah, uh, that's coming up September, uh, September first. That'll be the third one, right? This is the third one. Yeah, man. it's crazy how time is flying too, because mm-hmm. so much has changed and since the first one. So yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, but it's getting bigger and bigger, man. We excited about it. Uh, got a lot of people coming. Last year we had like almost three hundred people there. Yeah. Um, for the second one, I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah. People from Canada came down. Uh, and that was a sneaker battle too, right? Yeah. So we. Uh, like during transition times, we have like little things going on. We got a performance by my man Issa. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna be performing again this year. Kind of like a, a big deal here in the town. Yeah. Uh, and then we also uh, had a sneaker battle. So it's best Jays. You know, barbers, man. The culture is who got the freshest shoes, right. the best tattoos, and all that. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, we're doing a sneaker battle too. And everybody that come in, kind of dress. You kind of dress fresh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we had that going on. Uh, the incentive is you get either like a hundred dollar Nike gift card, or um, this year we're gonna do a trophy too for it. So, okay. and I'll kind of figure out uh, how to judge it, man. It's hard to judge, man, because you get we do crowd. So far, we doing crowd participation, um, and the shoes that won the first year, I kind of like, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> nah, and it, it wasn't really no sneaker heads in the building really because like yeah, because it was some it was some kicks in there that was some, some that was fire and they didn't win. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, man, we gotta figure something out. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that's a part of it. Um, performances as well. Um, trying to get all my people involved, man. Uh, it's kind of interesting because, you know, here in the town, man, like, you would think the people that support you would support you when you're doing something like mm. that, but they kind of don't in mm. a way. They kind of support you from afar. From a distance. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm pretty sure you probably experienced it too oh, where, sure. yeah. you know, you're starting up the socks and sandals mm-hmm. and you're reaching out to certain people and thinking that they're going to have your back and, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to support it. But then all of a sudden you'd be like, well, where y'all at when I need well, you? Honestly, both, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little bit of both. So, yeah. like, I've had a lot of people that would just agree to do, like, but the people that I reach out to, uh-huh. I kind of know. Right, right. You know what I mean, right. and 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 like they they rock with me in a certain way, but like the the people that have been like from a distance is like uh-huh. they it's like I don't know it's, it's kind of hard to describe. You know what I'm talking about? How do you, how do you put it in words where it don't sound like mad disrespectful, bro? <laughs> hey, it's like they rock with you, yeah. but they don't want to fully let you know. So what it is like, I'll hear what other people are saying from certain Some people that people. really rock yeah, with the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then exactly like, what you mean. and then something will happen. Yeah. And they're like, "Hey, bro, remember how what's the name? Like, bro, they didn't. I, when when he came up to you, he was saying all that stuff. Like, bro, he wasn't saying that three, four months ago. Right, <laughs> you right. Know what I mean? For real. So it'll yeah. it'll be stuff like that where it's yeah. like, but I already know when when you're doing your own thing, especially like when you're pursuing your dream. Yeah. It's it's more about you than it is about other people. So right. when other people when they say negative things or they have negative whatever about it, that's all about them. Yeah, because they haven't done what they want to do, right? Or they they see something in you that they wanted to do and just exactly. didn't do it, and, and they, they see like, you doing it. Oh, he yeah. doing it, nigga! I, I could do that better, bro. Man, right? You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's, it's one of them type things. So that's what we go through the throughout this whole barber battle process, I man. Bet. <laughs> so I it's, bet. you know, in the town, got a lot of barbers, especially in the black community that 
that feel a certain way about certain things. Yeah. And, and you know, our community here is small, man. So once something is said, it kind of get around real Word. fast. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, we kind of had to experience that, man. I had to learn that the people that rock with you are the people that's going to rock with you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then if they don't, they don't. But the thing is, everybody is going to rock with you if you get like a cosign. Once, once, once you get blow up and once then it's, you blow it's up, everywhere. Oh, that's my dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. we go back. Hey, <laughs> used to cut my uh, my my cousin hair or something yeah. like that. Oh yeah, I got cut by him. You know, back in two thousand three. Like, all right, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's it's kind of weird though, because I'm not that way. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if I see you doing something and and, and that's like you could, that's your passion, I can tell it's your passion. I'm gonna support you, even if sure. if it ain't, I'm gonna try to support you, especially yeah. if I know you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like when people don't look at me and what I'm doing the same way and I hear about it, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to deal with at first, but yeah. then, like, you kind of figure out, like, man, well, just move on. But the thing is, like, that has to happen, unfortunately. Like, in this in this world, bro... Man, it don't have to, though. It does have to happen. Because, <laughs> unfortunately, 88 to 90% of people are followers. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? True. So that means if you're a follower, like... You and we've been programmed to be that way. And right. so when you've been programmed, everybody's been programmed to be like that. And right. then you see somebody going, breaking away from the program and doing their own thing. Yeah, they like, nah, you ain't supposed to do that. Right. Like we ain't, nah, we we can't do that. Right. Exactly. But yeah. then you doing it, but they want to do it, bro. Yeah. And so internally, they're going to resist that, and it may come out in the form of hate. But eventually, like. Eventually, they'll come around once they see you get to where you're supposed to be. Right. And, and then you'll become like an inspiration. Yeah. See. Unless they just got nothing but hate inside them and then you'll just never be. Man, I, I just hate, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just hate that it has to be that way because I remember, I don't know, you probably seen it too. Uh, Sam Thompson put up that post about the uh, top barbers in the city. Oh, no, I didn't see it. You didn't I see didn't that? See it. It's a couple years ago. Okay. Uh, so this is before I started the barber battle. Yeah. Um, is that and, why you started it? No, actually, it wasn't. Okay. Um, so I so I started it. The reason why I started it is because I went to a couple of barber battles. Uh, I've been I traveled, uh, cutting hair, been in a lot of different places. Uh, what inspired me is when uh, I went to New York and was cutting out there for um, the NBA All Star Weekend, mm-hmm. and I seen some other barbers in there, and they had like different setups. And uh, I was like, man, that'd be dope, you know, to have a barber competition. Because I met this guy that puts on the exotics battle, mm-hmm. and it's like a big traveling thing that they go to like three different states. I think uh, L.A., New York, and Texas. Mm-hmm. And it's huge now. You know what I'm saying? They've been probably doing it now for like five or six years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on. And I've been to I've been to them when they first started. And I've seen how they grew. And I was like, man, that would be great to have it in my city. Right. We got a lot of great barbers. Um, I grew up around the great barbers. For you know sure. what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, this would be dope. Our city ain't never had nothing like that. Yeah. So let me try to bring that home. Yeah. You know, and get our community of, of black barbers and and not just black bars, but black and brown barbers and kind of bring everybody together and then have a network and build a network yeah. from there. And then everybody got so many different people that they touch and, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, talk to and communicate with. So it would have been dope to kind of share that whole entire network amongst barbers because everybody get the haircut, yeah. you know what I'm saying? For sure. From every walks of life, from it, from zero to the millionaires, you know what I'm right. saying? So uh, when I started it, it was because of that other barber battle that I went to and I experienced and it kind of motivated me like, I, at the point to where I was kind of like, man, do I really want to cut hair still? I'm seeing the same fades. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Same haircut, same styles. Uh, I just need to do something different to keep me motivated. Keep me, because you're doing, doing anything, man, any career, you kind of get to that point to where you kind of like, man, 
is this it for me or is Man, it going anywhere else? Sure. You know what I'm saying? For Do sure. I want to stay doing this? Yeah. So I got I was at that point and then um and then I brought the barber battle here and uh and then Sam had put that post up mm-hmm. like the year before I was gonna do it and uh he was just he it got like two thousand comments yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it yeah. was just like it kind of like the city was just like talking about that okay and a lot of barbers was heated because they didn't make the top <laughs> ten list and it was just based off of his sole opinion right, who right. he want you know what I mean who he knew right and his network and then uh. And so a lot of people had a lot to say about it. So I was mm-hmm. like, this is perfect then because yeah. next summer we're doing the barber battle and yeah. I'm expecting all these Everybody. same people yeah, on this them. list exactly. to be at the barber battle. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, And then it's, you know, and when you're in a, in a if you call yourself an expert in any craft or any uh, field, you want to be all in in that field. You know what I mean? That's so I'm feeling like everybody going to show up, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, no, that's not how it mm-hmm. happened. <laughs> yeah. So I'll probably say out of, he made a top 10 list. I would say two of the barbers on that top 10 list showed up. Mm-hmm. One of them was a judge. Shout out to my guy, Dante Pachel. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm sure he's number one. Yeah, he's been doing it forever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was everybody's barber. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He touched probably somebody, your head and my head, everybody yeah, else's head. Everybody. So uh, at some point, Dante probably touched your head. But yeah. uh, he was a judge. He'd been a judge since the uh, first one. So that's, he's been supporting me. He's always been having my back because he used to cut my hair when I was a kid. Yep. And uh, but yeah, only two of those people showed up. Even the people that weren't on the list, but were mentioned in the comments. That's what I'm saying. That, the, the people that need to show up are the people that was in the comments feeling like yeah, they got slighted, and, and they didn't show up. Yeah, you know. So it's kind of like you know, in Black Portland is small, so it's kind of like man, I'm expecting all these people to show up and right. be there. Yeah. And uh, no, that's not how it happened. Mm. And so you know, and and you know, I hear things through other people all the time, and. And the stuff I was hearing, I was just like, man, well, why do they feel that way? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, it was like, oh, Mike ain't got enough clout to put this on. And oh, they was just why would I, the yeah, why would I, why would I go to that and pay to get in it? And I don't need to do this. And you know what I mean? And when you say competition, people look at it like I'm just doing it just to say I'm better than you. Mm. But the it's a barber battle versus a competition, if that makes sense. That's why I named it the barber battle because, in a sense, it, yes, it is a competition because there is a prize at the end. Yeah. Um, but it's not it's not necessarily bragging rights though you know what I mean it's just, it's just it's, networking it's just networking <laughs> and, and then at the same time we're yeah. kind of in the same area so we all get to be around each other mm-hmm. and then uh, then we're gonna be like okay well this person won you know what I'm saying and That's it ain't saying that you was weak it was just at, the, at that time that moment that person just had a better haircut right. period yeah. and uh, so I think people got sh- scared of that honestly mm-hmm. you know people what I'm scared of competition Everybody want to be not, top ten, but they don't want to be top ten. Yeah, like, you, gotta, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, everybody was scared. I think I think people were afraid more so to lose versus oh, actually man. winning. You know what I'm saying? Because then everybody kept asking, "Well, who's the judge and who's gonna be judging?" And, oh, man. and all that stuff. So it was like it was interesting, man, to kind of deal with that the first year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, even on our first one, man, we had over a hundred some people show up. Mm-hmm. Um, had sponsors, um, vendors there. Select Oils is one of the biggest uh, CBD and uh, marijuana distributors now. They just got bought out by a Russian company for like two point something billion dollars. Oh, I heard dollars. about that. Yeah, yeah. So they were actually there. So they their company had just started wow. when that happened. Wow. So I was able to network with them That's what's up. and uh, get a good foot in the door with them and start a relationship yeah. uh, through the barber battle. Yeah. And uh, now they just sold for you know two point something billion dollars, and now they one of the largest. CBD oil distributors in the country. That's crazy. So, <laughs> you know what crazy. I'm saying? Yeah. And so, for me, it was kind of like, well, if people that was rocking in the beginning, they would have also had that same network. Mm-hmm. 
to you know what I'm saying to deal with and uh, who knows what doors that's going to open up later that's okay. on. Okay, I mean it's unfortunately that's that's the type of stuff that happens in the beginning. Yeah, especially in a unfortunately in a small town like this where it's just kind of like everybody's everybody know each other and everybody yeah. think that I don't know. So it's a lot of misconceptions um, when it comes to like competition. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like like you saying, like it's not a bad thing, right? Like, yeah, you you competing, but that's healthy. Like, yeah, it's, it's a healthy competition. It's like hooping or something. Like we yeah. hooping, you know, I might lose, I might win, but we are gonna go, go hoop another day. You right. know what I'm saying? And then, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, you know, why people feel the way they do sometimes. But, but let's let's fast forward. So, what was yeah. year two like? Because obviously so you, you said it was better. You so know, year two uh, last year we had it at Holocene in Portland. Yeah, um, dope location. Um, the visuals turned out real nice. Mm-hmm. Um, we had doubled the amount of people there. Um, it was nice, man. People were lined up all the way around the corner. Um, came in. We had a big barbershop from Canada. Uh, they came down um, 10 deep. Mm-hmm. You know, they drove mm-hmm. 10 people deep. Wow. Uh, got into, they rented a Sprinter van, came down. Mm-hmm. was like, man, we coming to support. You know yeah. what I mean? So my guy, Big E, man, he mm-hmm. on the shop up there. Um, people from San Francisco, San Diego, uh, Oakland, uh, Sac, Eugene, Salem. So, what was the difference? How did you go from you know 100 to 300, just pretty local to Man. like West Coast, Canada? How that how that happened? So that we we did a lot of promotion uh, the second year. Mm-hmm. Uh, started out early, got promotion. Uh, used all the social media platforms, yeah. uh, and then people just started reaching out. You know, mm-hmm. I, I also do a mailing list um, from the first year. We mailed to barbershops, schools. Uh, all over the west, uh, like the west coast, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Did uh, Idaho? We had people come from Idaho. Um, we had a school come from Idaho, uh, Vegas. Uh, people were coming from everywhere, man. That's and dope. more people came than I expected from yeah. other cities, you know. Yeah. And so everybody's kind of representing where they was from at the barber battle. So it was pretty dope. And then, of course, here, like uh, some of the barbers are that are up and coming barbers. Um, they also participated too, and their following came with them, and they came in big droves, man. It was yeah. a lot of man. I would I would say it was a very diverse crowd. Like the crowd was crazy diverse. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? To see that all in one setting was kind of dope to me. That's clean. And then to see like the younger barbers that's coming up that haven't been cutting for so long or professionally cutting so long, yeah. they're like booming now. You know what I mean? Because of the the social media is yeah. crazy. So it's like you know they're so promoting they it. it, and that's that's what I like yeah. about the younger generation. Like yeah. they know how to use social media right as a business for real. Like I'm learning from them. Yeah. Like you, if you notice, cats that's in their twenties. Yeah. They be having like professional pictures, like photo shoots, man, for just real. for themselves. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. They and mark- we and we, we look at it like, oh, y'all's just self centered or y'all whatever. Yeah, nah, bro, like they're really they promote, branding. They're branding themselves. They're you branding know? themselves. And, and and that's what what's important. It's kind of like, you know, working in corporate America, you building up this company for somebody else. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You're branding exactly. their company. Yeah. And why not brand yourself? Why not invest in yourself? Yeah. So. Uh, that's that's dope to me, man. It kind of had like this year we're gonna do a class on social media branding. Okay. For the uh, barber battle, so last year uh, we didn't we haven't had classes yet, so this will be the first year with us having classes, mm-hmm. and it's kind of be kind of like business structured, like how to structure your business and how to sure. how to be professional, how to you know use social media to your advantage. That's beautiful. Bro. Also, how to do a couple yeah. haircuts. Like apart from, of course, it's a barber battle, but that's what it's about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. learning yeah. how to hone your craft and just do it the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah, because there's a, there's a lot that goes into a barbershop that people don't really understand either. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like everybody thinks, okay, it's a barbershop, they cut hair. 
Yeah. But it's, it's a business, you know what For I'm sure. saying? So, and, and it's a it's a difficult business to run if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And that's why you see so many barbershops pop up and close or, you know what I'm saying? Or they just be like, oh, this is raggedy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it's kind of like we're going to try to help people um, kind of transition from being a, a young entrepreneur into mm-hmm. being like a successful business owner. You okay. Know? So that's the, uh, the the ultimate goal. That's dope. And then, so course, what, what has it done for you personally? Just like year one, year two, just seeing what you've uh, built so far, you know, and the relationships that have come yeah. out of that. So it's for me, it's kind of like I've always been that dude that kind of be like in the shadows. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want to work behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in the spotlight. Right. And I don't want to be doing like the face of nothing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I want to be the music producer that's in the back. Right. But uh, it kind of it's kind of pushing me to be more in the front. You know what I mean? Kind of mm-hmm. like making me just have to take that step to be like, okay, this is my event. This is what I'm doing. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to be that person that looked at it as self-gratifying. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Cause I didn't get into it for that. Um, but it's allowing me to help other people too. I think, which is the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, and with that, it's just, man, it's just that alone is kind of what makes it successful for me mm-hmm. is that I'm seeing everybody else having a good time able to do this in this platform, use this platform to catapult their own careers or do whatever else they have to do by using this as a stepping stone. So it's, it's definitely opened up a lot of doors. Um, from year one to year three, a lot has changed for me personally. Yeah. Um, so to be able to grow through those changes and then it kind of made me be more responsible too, man, because now you got, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, it's kind of depending on me if we're going to have this or not, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And then and people looking forward to it. So once you start something, you got to kind of finish it. And uh, I think that's what also just becoming a barber, like that's what helped me. Like I, my going to barber school was the first time I actually like felt like, okay, I completed something. I started something and then I finished school, right. you know, went to, after that, got my license and so I kind of like was able to be like, okay, I did this. So like, you know, getting a college degree or something. Like, yeah. like I'm like, you go to school for four years, man. That's that's tough. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's a and, then, and then you and then you finish at the end, and you kind of like that that gratification of that degree. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, man, I got this certificate, and then, and I actually did that. You know, and then now sure. I can move on to the next step of my life. So that's what barbering did for me. And then now with this is is kind of like the same thing. Like year one, I had the the jitters. You know, that nervous, like, man, is this going to work out? I put all this, my own personal bread in this. Right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. I couldn't get too many sponsors to get as much money as I wanted. But, mm-hmm. you know, so, like, my wife is looking at me like, how much money are you going to spend on this? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, once it got to, like, 5000 it was kind of like, uh, yeah. you know, where we going? <laughs> right, right. And then, uh, so it's kind of like that That helped us grow, too. Like, I had to manage stuff, money better. Yeah. Um, a lot was on my shoulders and responsibilities, so it kind of made me have to just grow up, man, and and take it all, sit back and take it all in. And if I if I was gonna fail, it's gonna fail. But I was able to say I did it. But you did it though. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying. Man. So it's like rather I, it worked out or not, I did it, yeah. and I knew what to fix and what not to do the next time. Yeah. So, uh, and that's what's going on this year. Like it's just getting better and better. Uh, we growing. Um, the the barber battle is growing because I got a group of people that kind of that I listen to and that, that I work with mm-hmm. and uh, I take in what they say, you know what I mean? So like I can take constructive criticism and then change it, you know what I mean? Like yeah. some things that I may like that other people might not like. Mm-hmm. Some things that I didn't like, everybody else might have liked. Right. So I kind of like, you gotta you gotta be able to adapt with, you know, and with with people, dealing with people the whole time. So yeah. it's kind of like, man, well do I, 
do I do this because this worked or do I do this because I like this or, you know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of hard. A lot of people can't take criticism when this might be like, no, that's wrong. You should not do that again, but you mm -hmm. liked it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, no, I'm going to do this again. Like, yeah. like, nah, you got to be like, okay, well, let me sit back and kind of change and make it to where everybody's comfortable, everybody's happy with that. That's good that you listen to other people. Man. Yeah. Cause like that's, that's big when it comes to just growth and development and just, because you don't know your own blind spots, you know? Yeah. So some people do and. Yeah, those that got love for you, they gonna tell you. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, it was. It definitely at first hard to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm one. Of, I'm one of them people, man. Like, like especially when I get like a, a dream or a vision or something, I want to see it all the way through. Mm -hmm. But I also like, if I don't see it going my way, I sometimes can be just shut out for everybody else and be like, man. man, this is the way I see it, so it has to be this right, way. Right, right. But no, nah, it, it could be. It could be my way, but it could also be. Um, easier for everybody else as well. For like, sure. Just so tunnel vision on for sure, with everything else and shut everybody out. Um, so that that that's definitely helped me grow personally too. Because yeah. now my wife said I listen to her. So <laughs> <laughs> see, it's all working together, man. It's not it's not just about the business; it's about life, man. Right, for real. Yeah. Now I want to. I kind of want to go back in your story about you, know, you getting into being a barber. You said you was working in banking, working in hospitals, so you had yeah. regular nine to five life. Yeah. You know, so you experienced that. What was it? Was it about? Was it about like you didn't want that lifestyle anymore, and you wanted to create your own business? Man, uh, so my story is a little bit. A lot of people don't know like my full story, so it's kind of like it's it's a little bit different than what people probably think or expect. Because <laughs> um, a lot of people that know me don't know like everything I've been through like mm. that. So um, starting out is it was. Um, so I worked at. Uh, Wells Fargo for a while, mm. um, worked in banking, um, did that for a couple of years. Um, also worked other little jobs, T-Mobile and some other stuff in corporate America. Um, also worked for Kaiser Hospital. Uh, so working in those jobs, uh, I learned how to be professional and I learned a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Young, uh, thinking I'm going to be somewhere in the company eventually. You know what I mean? Like mm. I had that whole corporate I'm corporate, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Suit and tie and buttoned up every day to work, and, yeah. and I'm here on time. Just, just playing a game. <laughs> I was playing a role, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So um, I got laid off of my job at the hospital, and uh, I kind of just was like, man, I was freshly married. Um, got laid off and was like, man, what am I going to do? My wife is still in school. Like, I got to figure it out, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I had just actually just finished. I went to barber school while I was working at the hospital. So um, I was working uh, at the hospital part-time and uh, going to school. So uh, once I finished school, I just continued to work at the hospital because I was making great money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when well, you bringing home good money that young, you know, I'm in my early 20s and I'm bringing home like almost four, four grand a month, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I'm looking forward to that check every mm -hmm. two weeks, you know, and then uh, getting laid off, it kind of like was like, man. And then uh, for me, I was fortunate to even have the job so yeah. i was doing everything to do i could do to keep it yeah um and then i got some stuff on my record that was supposed to prevent me from having that job mm. you know so i have a felony on my record mm. so um and it was a a felony that was just kind of like they really gave you a felony for that you know what i mean mm. so it's kind of like yeah. uh, but once you deal with the justice system it's kind of like if you labeled um, a felon, it doesn't matter what you've done. Yeah. You a felon. Yeah, that's you know what it. I'm saying? Like, like to, to everybody. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's kinda like it's cold, well, what do I do now? You know what I'm saying? So I kinda was back against the wall. Um 
didn't know what to do, kind of like everybody knows, you know, that hustle life, let me go hustle some money or something. Mm, like, yeah. So I was kind of torn at that point. And then uh, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to take this barbering thing serious. You know, I'm just do it. And then it was scary at first, but because, you know, you don't, nothing's guaranteed in the barber world, That's especially when you first starting out. You know what I'm saying? Like, if mm-hmm. you're good, people going to come rock with you. But if nobody know you good, <laughs> it's kind of like ain't nobody coming. Right. right. <laughs> so, like, man, I went through days where I was cutting, like, one or two heads a day. Man. You know what I'm saying? Bringing home $20, yeah. $30. You know what I'm saying? And it was a struggle. It was yeah. a grind. And so uh, I was just like, man, you know what? But I'm going to be here. I'm just trying to perfect my craft and and just be here. Yeah. So I stayed, you know, ten toes down, as they say, man. Mm-hmm. And then uh, eventually putting in a lot of work, um, staying consistent, and then kind of just business just started growing. You know, people started coming. Um, I was at a shop when I first started out where one of the barbers uh, got into a bad car accident, so he he was out for a while, mm-hmm. and then uh, another barber had just quit. And then the owner was hardly ever at the shop. Mm. So I kind of was the only one, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So people would come looking for them. And then once I got in there, it was just like, oh, okay, well, I'll just sit in your chair because ain't nobody here. <laughs> so I kind of started building my clientele with that traffic. And then, of course, people just tell people like, oh, yeah, this is where I get my haircut. You know, yeah. everybody's you a business card. You know what I'm saying? Like, and with barbering, is mostly, mostly word of mouth. And, uh if you bad, people know fast. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a fact. It and if you don't take long. You know what I'm saying? If you cut a few people good, then yeah. people know quickly too. You know, yeah. so it, I cut a couple cats and uh, it kind of just bubbled from there. And, uh, you know, if you cut somebody with a huge network, um, then your clientele is going to grow just based off of that one haircut. That one influence yeah, right so if you get like an NBA player or mm-hmm. a movie star or somebody of that caliber, then your 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 network is going to grow as well. For sure. So, you know, I try to do the best job I can each cut and and just continue to grow. Bro, what's that like, though? Like, that commission lifestyle, though. Not knowing, like, you go to work and you don't necessarily man, know how much you're going to bring it's, home. It's from scary. Day day. <laughs> <laughs> it's scary. Like, man, so you, you, you go to work and you be like, man, I'm broke when I go to work. <laughs> You know wake what I'm saying? Up broke. I wake up broke every day. That's how I look at wake it. Now I'm broke, broke every day. Wake man. up at zero. So I, that's for me. Ain't I guarantee. For me, it's kind of like well, now at this point in my career, I got a set schedule and I got you know what I'm saying appointments only. So I know how much money I'm gonna bring in each for day. Sure. But at first, you know, it took me a while to get to that point. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It took me about five years in before I can got to that point. Yeah. But. Go to work and you just be like, man, is people gonna walk in today? <laughs> is it nice outside? They gonna be walking around, want to get cut? You know oh, what I'm saying? There's sure. a lot of factors that you looking at. Like, so yeah, so bro, like going, it's it's. I was talking to my guy and uh, he's at a transition point too, where he wants to start his own company mm-hmm. and um, and do his own thing. He's been doing corporate for a while too, but it's it's about faith, man. If you believe in yourself, you can get out and do anything. Word. You know what I'm saying? Like. And the only thing that you know that's not going to be successful is if you don't do it. Right. So I, uh, I always look at stuff, man, and and especially now after having my son, I'm motivated a little bit differently, mm-hmm. and um, it makes me kind of like if I do it, I'm going to succeed. You know right. what I'm saying? Like I can't fail. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing I can touch can fail. Yeah. So that's how I look at everything. Like as long as I'm putting my all into it and kind of giving it everything I got, then I'll be good. Yeah, so, that's what it is, man. Like I yeah. said, it's like it's just when you're an entrepreneur, once 
like when you first start doing it, you had that fear. Yeah. But then once you have a little bit of success, you're like, oh shoot, this is all about me. Right. Like and so with whatever the, with I put the hate in it. or whatever the yeah. the lack of support from other people, that's that has all to do with them. It yeah. has nothing to do with you. Exactly. And it, and it's all about you, you know what I'm saying? Cuz you going to get up and go to work, you know what I'm saying? Either you got to clock in or somebody telling you to do it or you just going to get up and be motivated yourself. Just go get it. So if if you putting all your faith and trust in you, you can you can do it, you know what I'm saying? Do you miss the nine to five lifestyle, having weekends no, off? No, no not, not not even a, close. That not, was a quick no. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> I I couldn't see myself working for another person in my life. Oh, like man. it's it's it's, it's one funny of, how yeah, once you, you get that taste. It's kind of like man, I can't tell how somebody tell me when to get up and come to work and clock in and hey, leave. Can, and, can I go to the bathroom? Yeah, have to pee really nah, bad. nah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that, man. I remember when I was working the uh, a call center, man. You had to punch. You know what I'm saying? You got to oh, yeah. go on a break. You got to press the little button to go on to the bathroom. They know exactly how long you oh, go yeah. because oh, they yeah. punch back in. Yep. I can't do that no more. You know what I'm saying? I so, did that for a long time. Yeah, and I'm gonna always bet on myself. You Word. know, so I. Would, I'm definitely not going back to you know nine to five. As long as you go weather that 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 first little hit in the mm-hmm. beginning, yeah, everything would be cool, man. Yeah. Like, like I, I know I'm at a, a transition point right now where I'm stepping into some other stuff, and I'm kind of like, man, I I've done this before now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, I've taken a hit. I, I know how to get back up. You right. know what I'm saying? As long as I'm take that first initial like six months to a year to where you just grinding mm-hmm. and just focused on whatever it is that you're doing. It'll all work out. Yeah. So. Yeah, I remember when I when I stepped away because I was I was doing good. I've always been in sales. It's been like call center yeah. sales. So it was call center. So I had to clock in, clock out, hit the right. little break button. But like they never tripped until like the company went from private to, to public. Yep. And then the corporate heads just like really started honing in on us and like mm-hmm. micromanagement. You, you can't, yeah, the micromanagement <laughs> was heavy the last two yeah. years I was there. So I was just like, all right, man, this. This can't. I can't keep doing this. This can't be life, man. Um, and like you said, we program from from you a little kid. They programming you all the way up until, you know, you're an adult to go work for, for somebody, somebody else. else. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you you get a college degree. You're supposed to go in that field that you got that degree in and, and go work, work for, for somebody, somebody else. Yeah. So it's kind of like you know, what about the kids that don't get the college degree? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That don't go to college right after high school. Those are the people that we work for, to be honest. <laughs> You feel me? Because <laughs> them was the people that they came out, they did whatever they did, they yeah. went head first at eighteen. Yeah. And by the time they was twenty six, twenty seven, they was like, "All right, I know I mastered this. Right. So now I'm going to start my own. Yeah. And then we go work for them when they're like forty or fifty. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you want to do that, or, right? Or do you want to? So just, you, can, you, know, you can get it the long way, or you can go, you know, your four yeah, years. And, and and there's nothing wrong with you know getting a college degree and, and working for somebody. It's just the fact that. Do you want to be the boss or do you want to be the you know the worker bee? Yeah. So it's kind of like, and some people are meant to be worker bees. I feel like you know, but even I mean, and we need them. Yeah, <laughs> everybody plays their role, and yeah. that's the thing. Like entrepreneurship, being a leader is not for everybody. Yeah. Um, but we all have something that we we know we're gifted at, right? And so even if you do work for somebody, like there's nothing wrong with having a job, right? And having at those all. benefits, that's good. And, <laughs> and then doing your thing on the side, and if yeah. your side becomes your main. Right. Ain't nothing wrong with that. At like, all. That's, that's the life. And that's know? what you want. Word. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, and everybody's not blessed and fortunate enough to start with a bunch of money in their pocket to go start their own business or have come from a family that yeah. has had a lot of money or success and be able to. And for us in our communities, a lot of us aren't even taught that. You know what oh, I'm saying? For sure. 
we taught, like you said, just to go to work. Yep. You know what I mean? After 18, you get kicked out, and then you go get your job, go get your apartment. <laughs> out at 18. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I feel like, you know what I mean, if you're able to to do that, man, it's a it's a great thing. It's a great feeling, too, to to have your own, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, like, right now, we, I'm transitioning my business a lot into products, hair products, and um, and it's scary at first because, you know, it's a, it's a huge investment up front. Mm-hmm. Um and not knowing if you're going to be able to sell those products, you know. But it, I know that that'll take my business to the next level. For sure. Uh, so I'm, I have to do it. It's like a necessary step. Yeah, you yeah. know, so I have to do it. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we got some products and stuff coming out, too, that we're launching in uh, in June at the next barber battle in Tacoma. That we're oh, so you're at. doing more than just the beer guy oil? Like, you going yeah, to the man. next? Yeah, so we okay. we stepping it up, man. We got a... Uh, we uh, we did the SEI uh, event yep. uh, in February. Yeah. Um, that was dope. The uh, Dante Pachel put that on as well. Yeah. Um, the Junction Avenue. The Junction Ave, man. Right. And I, I feel like that was amazing for the that community. That was amazing. And, bro. Uh, like and everybody we, was yeah. there. That was beautiful. And so we sold out of our products, man. So uh, what we did was we just started backing up our inventory mm-hmm. and uh, kind of revamped kind of the things that we were doing. And, uh, now we're gonna have, offer a whole package deal for mm. people. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we'll have you get a instead of just the beard oil, you get like a beard balm. You get the beard oil. Mm-hmm. Gonna do like a beard wash. Yeah. Uh, do the whole thing for like a lot of men. Like I can't grow a beard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to save my life, yeah. <laughs> I always wanted one. So yeah. I'm like, man, I, this is what I would want if I had a beard. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'll be able to just go in there and wash my own beard. Bro, and, like, and, I didn't have this until I got yeah, your oil. And yeah. then when I came in there, I was, I I was so excited. She was like, bro, I need that oil, bro. Right. Like, I'm trying to get this beard. Because, look, I'm, I'm thinning out at the top. Yeah. So the beard's so, going to be the center of my joy, bro. Like, yeah. this is going to be all I have in, like, right. two, three years. You feel me? So, so. And, and if I go thin, I can't got nothing. <laughs> So I, you but know you got I mean? braids, yeah. So I'm, I'm, so I'm trying to go. That's why I gotta hang on to what I got up top. Word. But, uh, but yeah, so we got the whole little package, man. And then uh, eventually we're gonna dabble into you know a whole hair guys line where we got mm. shampoos and and anything to do with hair. We, we we're gonna be able to provide it. You know what I'm saying? So that's lit, bro. That's that's the next goal, man. And yeah. and it's all about growth, man. I'm trying to just continue to grow. That's beautiful, bro. Yeah, man. That's that's amazing, man. Because it's like you have to evolve. Yeah, like in in any t- whatever business you in, like you don't want to be that dude just stuck in the middle, just kind of average, just like right. kind of looking at seeing what's going on, and kind of like, oh, that's cool, but I'm gonna just you know I'm gonna just stay in my lane. Like, yeah. nah, bro, you can expand your lane. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing at all. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like you said, man, it, it's it's some people that just ain't programmed that way either. Yeah, so that's a fact. That's a <laughs> you got to kind of let them be them. And that's why that's what I'm learning to do, man. Like. I'm normally the dude that's super opinionated. I think mm-hmm. that's probably why I fit in the barbershop the most. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people, man, that, you know, that have been cutting hair for a long time and never owned a barbershop, yeah. you know, and, they, and they're fine with that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm one of those people. I've been, I've been in this field now for 10 years. Mm-hmm. It'll be 10 years in October. Mm-hmm. And, um, like for me, everybody's always been like, man, when are you going to get a shot? When are you going to get a shot? Since, probably since like my second or third year in, um, cutting. Yeah. And I, I just always didn't want that at first for myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I can, you could build within whatever area you in and, and you work, say you work with somebody else. So we're all independent contractors. I work out of the influential, yeah. but I'm able to brand myself at the influential, you know, like right. I can still build my business mm-hmm. in that shop. For sure. So like, I don't have to be the shop owner. 
but I can be the owner or of my business. You have to be the owner of the other shop to have your own line. Right. You know <laughs> like, what I'm saying? For real. Like, yeah. I got you. So, you can, it is, it's a lot of opportunity, man, to where yeah. you, you don't have to just always be the the owner. Right. You can still maneuver and do certain things. And, like, we got the hair guy products. We got the barber battle. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all under the hair guy stuff, yeah. you know. And, and the influential is my backing. Like, they support me wholeheartedly. Sure. Yeah, shout out to Art. Yeah, shout out to Art, Jason, mm-hmm. and uh, Hero. Um, they always look out for me. Anything I need, you know, they're always there to put the products in the shop. Um, never second guess anything that I'm yeah. doing. They just support it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just blind support, man. And and that's what I love about, you know, when you got a circle of people around you, like we was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. that's not hating. They yeah. just, <laughs> they just not, ain't not even talking about you behind your back or anything Word. like that or going out and, oh, Mike did this, man. He should have did it this way. And yeah. they just, man, whatever you're doing, we support it. You right. know, so I, I love that about them. Um, Shout out to those guys. And it's, it's just dope to kind of have those kind of people around yeah. you. Yes. And speaking of art, man, like y'all been on the radio and now you guys are on TV with, yeah. the, with the sports show. Tell me about that, bro. Man, so, oh man, I'm just thinking about that. I'm busy now. Like, it sounds like I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so me, Art, uh, and Terrence Atkins, uh, we uh, do the um, uh, Northwest Sports. Uh, through Comcast mm-hmm. and uh, iHeartRadio uh, with uh, Nigel Burton and Dan Sheldon. Uh, Nigel used to be the PSU football coach, right. uh, coached at University of Nevada, a couple other schools, mm-hmm. Oregon State. Um, so he kind of he's kind of a big deal. We not, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he uh, he invites us to his show on uh, Wednesdays, uh, Wednesday morning, right. and we just talk barbershop talk like we would at mm-hmm. the barbershop, you That's know, dope. and just, just chop it up, shoot the breeze with them on mm-hmm. the on the TV show though. Yeah. So um, Comcast Sportsnet, um, they allow us the opportunity. And, uh, and then we're also on the radio. They should have a broadcast through the radio as well. Mm-hmm. So it's fun, man. We we just go in there and just talk trash. We talk Blazers. We talk – it's mainly Blazers, <laughs> but football, oh. sports, but Blazers, you know, they – Speaking of the Blazers. Uh, yeah, I mean – Game they, four tonight, is is it over or we – what you, what you know think? what? I, I think they're going to win this one just because they backs are against the wall. Yeah. Um, it's still going to be tough. <laughs> It might be a little scary. It might go to overtime. <laughs> but, oh, it go to overtime, bro. But uh, I, I think they can pull this one out. But we yeah. got to see. Uh, man, we need a better game from Dane. We have to get a 30. Well, you know what happened, right? What? They say he got separated ribs. On the, when they fell on him? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So what happened before? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, his name is Draymond Green. Okay. Um, and there's a guy named Steph Curry. <laughs> Golly. Because I'm just like, man, dang, man. We had a 30-point game from him since, uh, what, game that? I know. I was I was expecting him to four go overtime off. overtime game? Yeah, I was expecting him to go <laughs> off in, uh, in Oakland. Because yeah. he was at home. He was at comfortable. You know what I'm <clears> saying? But I don't know, man. The, the way that they came out and double teamed him, I, I feel like they got that blueprint from, from Denver. And then now yeah. they just like implemented it perfectly. Well, I, I think a lot of people, even from using the blueprint from last year when they got swept by the Pelicans, man, because yeah. they they played them very well, you know. And yeah. uh, I feel like a, since then, it kind of like that's kind of like the way to defend Dame. Mm-hmm. It's kind of double teaming also... and let whoever else beat you, yeah. and and just rotate everybody else because we we and we haven't made no adjustments as far as getting him out of that double team, you know, allow somebody else to run point guard maybe or run him off a lot of screens. That's that's what they try to do with your guy, Evan Turner, but that don't really work. (laughs) 
my guy ET, man. I mean, yeah. he's he's actually stepped it up this offseason. Um, especially what was it, that game seven? He he played hard. He he did good. I'm not a I'm not a huge Evan Turner. I'm not an Evan Turner fan whatsoever. <laughs> my son yeah. was in here. Me and him, me and my son be talking trash about Evan Turner yeah, all the time. Yeah, man. Evan but, Turnover. That's what I call him. <laughs> But he stepped it up game seven. We probably wouldn't have won without him making them free throws and playing defense and all that. But, uh, but yeah, man, like Dame with Nurkic, his game is at another level. Because you can run that pick and roll and they can't, they can't double team him, mm-hmm. you know? Nah. And, and so that's that's what Dame is missing right now is like that big presence in the middle with Nurk. Because with Nurk, we're at le- we at least win one game. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and also with Nurk, um, we're not – we're not going seven games with Denver like we're winning in right. Denver, you know. So, but I feel like man, they gotta just make the right adjustments. You know, they're making little adjustments here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, like they started Myers Leonard for whatever God knows, but uh, he's they, actually been getting off. Though. Man, that dude. Because they don't have no center. Like Golden State, they don't have a real center. So right. he's the biggest guy on the court, and he's athletic. So yeah, they don't have a basketball IQ at all. No, but uh, he can't. Play. He has no defense. Bro. But man, they got to run the pick and roll with Damon CJ. I feel like yeah, because then you can't you can let them play two man game, the guard two man game like it used to be. You know what I'm saying? But you know what the Blazers have been missing out on like this whole time is a shooter. Yeah, cause like I'm, a drop, like a Aminu and Harkless. Like imagine if Aminu, like he was a guy that could actually shoot. Yeah, you know who he reminds me of right now is when uh, before Golden State got uh, Kevin Durant and they had uh, Harrison Barnes mm. in that playoffs they lost against uh, 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 Miami. Yeah, yeah, man. Or was it the? I think it was the Cavs. Was it? Yeah, it was the Cavs or Miami. They it didn't was lose uh, to Miami. Did they? They lost to the Cavs. The Cavs. The Cavs okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, th- I think remember he was missing all them wide open corner yeah. threes. That's that's kind of where Aminu is right now. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, that, that's that's what's up. He I mean, that's, airballing that's real. corner threes, and you can't. Yeah. You should be averaging twenty right now, bro. As many yeah. open shots as you had. If you if that guy, that third guy, could shoot, you know, and and that's where Rodney Hood comes in though. Yeah. Because I mean, at least you got to defend him. You know, that's a they fact. leaving Aminu wide open. Right. I think they gonna have to just switch it up, man. Run small, maybe. I don't know, but I just hope we don't get swept. <laughs> this can't get swept. Not at home on your home court don't again. Get, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, I they, know it's Golden State, but come on. Yeah, man. and and they made it this far, and you got Golden State where they're at their weakest point right now because they don't have no Kevin Durant, no real big presence in the middle. So this is a, your chance to to beat them, you yeah. know. Yeah. And so I I just hope that they can pull this one, this one out, man, and not lose at home. Yeah. Well, we'll see, bro. Tonight. Yeah. What, 6 o'clock or something? 7 o'clock? Tonight. 6. Going down. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Oh, man. It's It's been a good journey, though. At the end of the day, it's been a good journey. We made yeah. it to the Western Conference Finals. They ain't been there in like 19, 20 years, yeah, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. So, <laughs> and, it's, and we're not even at full strength. The only thing is, are we going to be able to bring back Canner and Hood? Because they're, they're both on like one-year deals. Yeah, but, man, when you got Evan Turnover making <laughs> $75 million, and then you got – Myers, Myers no brain winner, <laughs> making ten, eleven million dollars a year, I know, I know, and, and, and and to be only playing. This is the only what second playoff game he's played, or third maybe. Probably so. I don't. Well, no, he he played. He played a little bit in Denver, Denver, one game, right? Yeah. And uh, but I mean, that should tell you something, man. You got a dude making eleven million dollars playing don't center, touch the court. and you and don't touch the court, and you're yeah. down a big man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of like, man, well, that's. We gotta do something, man. We gotta 
Uh, I like Neil O'Shea did an okay job with some of the picks that he's picked up, but mm-hmm. he got to get rid of that old baggage, man. Yeah. Myers got to go. Yeah, I mean, I them, think. Them bad deals, man. People make too much money. I think they, they're going to have but, like two more years on their contract. So we, we're stuck for at least one more year yeah. before we can really like move them. Well, nobody's going to want them. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unless he just have a breakout game four and he scored 40 tonight. But I like I like what they're doing is playing him. So like it's kind of getting yeah, his stock up. Value. So somebody might want to trade for him. Yeah, so, hopefully. Oh, wow, you know, yeah, so. get rid of him. <laughs> like <laughs> we'll for move a bag of chips. No, we do because we just need to get him out of there so we can sign Canner. Because yeah. we need Canner, bro. Yeah, I, li- I like Canner, man. He, he, he came in with the solid numbers, and he's still producing them same numbers even with a bad search shoulder. So yeah, yeah. I, I feel like he, he was a great pickup. Um, he filled a gap that mm-hmm. we needed. For sure. Him and Rodney Hood because that, that, man, that 3 and Hood, D player oh, is, yeah. is what we're missing. Man. And if we can get somebody else even better, you know what I'm saying? If Maybe Kawhi want to come sign here. And we just go yeah, over to Cats. Yeah. Go over to Cat, man. Pay that tax, uh, I don't, man. I don't see that. Don't <laughs> pay see that tax, that. man. We got to pay that tax, man. Nah, if, if we get Kawhi, you couldn't. You couldn't turn that down, bro. Yeah. Or now coming going back to barbering, bro. What what do you think is like the most common misconception that people have of barbers? Oh, most common, man. That's a lot. A lot of stereotypes <laughs> out there for us. Yeah, <laughs> we we got to get rep right now, man. It's, it's but it's getting better though. You know okay, what I'm saying? So okay. a lot. I feel like they a lot of people think barbers got a lot of money for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's probably the most. <laughs> to see all that cash you pull out. When yeah, you, when you, you know what I'm saying. Nah, that <laughs> that ain't real. <laughs> you know, when you get money every day, it's easier to spend too. So you gotta be real strategic on how you hold your money. Word. But uh, yeah, that's one of them. Man. And, and I feel like sometimes, man, a lot of. People think that barbers are hoes or something, bro. Like, I'll be getting all these single moms that be coming in. So, oh, people just sure. be like, man, he must be smashing one of the moms. Like, nah, man. Like, <laughs> like bro, this is a place of business, you bro. You feel me? Like, bro, it'd be crazy, <laughs> man. But I yeah. do know some barbers that's out there, you know, knocking clients off. Oh, <laughs> so, I mean, that ain't that ain't nothing new. Yeah, that, that you know what I'm saying? News. So, it's, it's uh, I think that's one of the bad ones. But uh, yeah. a misconception other than that, man, I... I don't know, man. A lot of a lot of right, especially with social media now, man. A lot of people feel like barbers are just like rock stars. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like live this rock star lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think that's to be true. Uh, not for a lot of people, at least. Uh, most people just, man, do their job, come to work, do their job, have a good time, and go home. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and take care of their families or whatever. But um, I think a lot of people think that barbers just live like this crazy, you know, I'm cutting all these celebrities mm-hmm. and doing all this stuff lifestyle, but it really isn't like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, man, I go, I go to work, I go home, you know, I go out every now and then, hang out sometimes, but it's not like a, a, a lavish lifestyle like that. And hey, think, but but shout out to our guy, Jerico Barbarico. He is a rock star, okay? Yeah. He's, he's living lavish, bro. <laughs> That's my guy. Shout out Rico, man. man uh, Rico, he actually, he's done an amazing job when it comes to branding, bro. Like, yeah. He has stepped it up to a level where it's like, all right, this is who you want to model your. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, he actually was one of the judges at the uh, last Barber Battle. Shout okay. out to my guy. So he flew to town for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's been like my best friend since we was probably like 15 years now you know what i'm saying Word. so uh it's, it's like, he's always been supportive too um he actually he always hits me up every time he's doing something different doing something new as far as marketing branding strategies mm-hmm. and uh we kind of piggyback off each other all the time like throw stuff off each other and uh yeah he's done a great job man uh, seeing him grow from where he started from 
sure. Uh, it's crazy. And he's also one of the people, man, that, like, me and him have had these conversations multiple times, especially when I first started cutting hair. Yeah. Because um, he was cutting hair before me, you know, mm-hmm. so. Uh, he was cutting me up when we was in the dorms. Right. And, and you know, at TSU, to, right? Yeah. So, so like, I would go out there and he'd be cutting people all the time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'd go out there and visit or something. He always got people coming through the door. Yeah. But I was telling him, I was like, man, you need to go to barber school. You need to go to barber school. Yeah. Now nah, I'm just doing this on the side. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm going to finish finish school. Mm-hmm. So, he finally got, a, he got his degree at TSU. Yep. And then worked in corporate. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't happy mm-hmm. and finally decided to go to school and then uh and then got his license and now he's just man he's doing his thing you know what I'm saying doing so it, bro. it's like back to what we talked about earlier it's all about just taking that first step man and just kind of being brave enough to do it and trusting yourself for sure and uh I think he did that real well uh he'll be back uh excuse me actually next week he's gonna come to town. And uh, we're going to chop it up and got some other business stuff going on. Yeah. Um, and then he's going to be staying in my spot. And I'm out of town. So it's going <laughs> <laughs> so to be crazy. But we got we got some stuff coming up, me and him together. And uh, I think it's going to be pretty dope. That's what's uh, once we, forward to that. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, he's done a great job, Brandon, man. It's, his little videos crack me up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. He's, he's doing it. Yeah. But it's, it's dope, man. It's, it's dope to see, like, different barbers and their ideas and how creative they can be with mm-hmm. social media and and everything that they're doing, man. It's, it's, I've seen some crazy stuff. They got the man units out there now. The you know who? what I'm saying? The man unit. You know? When what you get that? When you get the thinning and going bald, they just put the little piece on. Oh, I've seen that, bro. <laughs> and you can have I'm dreads. Not... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You go straight yeah. from a ball fade to locks or something, yeah, you know. So, it's, bro, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna touch that one, bro. You I'm know what? I, but one. you'd be surprised, man. A lot of people get it, yeah. And, and, and you wouldn't even know who's getting it. Who's so, are not. you saying, are you installing those? Is that the next level of beer gods hey, and man, hair gods? I'm, I'm going where the money takes me, man. <laughs> if, if that's the clientele that I got, man. why not, man? It, it's you know, it's just expensive. You got to take a class for it, learn how to do it. I'm about to say, so, bro, how much a piece costs, bro? Man, it, they charging like three fifty to six hundred, man. Say what? Yeah. It, so how long does it last though? They put that piece on your head. Some of them last like a month. Some of them last like yeah. yeah some right. like it, and you, right. you got a full set of head for a whole month, man. Nah, for three fifty, <laughs> bro. Can, I'm gonna need that for like it and three reuse months. It, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you can wash and reuse it. Yeah. So you can use the same piece. You know what I'm saying? And mm. and just keep getting it cut over and over again. So it just costs the the set amount for that piece. Yeah. So you got to pay for the piece, and then I think you pay for your haircut as well. But wait, it doesn't grow. No, so you got to start with long hair, and then you know what I'm saying, or you can just buy a new piece. So, oh, <laughs> nah, yeah, that's, that's too much for me. Bro. Yeah, so I mean, but but it's it's a specific clientele group of people yeah. that need that and want it. No, that's a fact, and will pay for it. Yeah. So you know what I mean, you got somebody paying three fifty every other month, and you got I think the class is like a thousand dollars or somewhere around there. Yeah, and uh, it's like a real close network. You got to sign an NDA, and uh. Why you got to do that? Uh, just so that you can't teach or disclose how to do it. So it keeps the network oh, tight. Okay. Um, which is smart, man, because in that way you can kind of corner the market. Mm. And you're the only person maybe in your area that's offering that service. Oh, okay. And, so, and you can't teach anybody for two years. So um, you just have to sign an agreement. And then once you sign the agreement, you're the person. You can't even tell. Like, we couldn't, you couldn't tell me how to do it. Yeah. And then... Uh, but I could be a client going there <laughs> and get it done, mm-hmm. yeah. and I can see how you do it. But that the where you're getting your materials from is kind of like the the main thing. Like they don't yeah. tell where they're getting the materials that's from. So uh, that's real smart. But I mean, it's smart though. It's, mm-hmm. it's a business strategy. The guy that uh, developed it for men, 
he's making over four million dollars now. Mm. You know, so it's it's definitely a market. <laughs> it's a market for it. Speaking of cats that just create their own market, bro, what happened to Bevel? Like they was on the scene, it was hot, and yeah. then I haven't heard nothing about Bevel in the past like year and a half. Man, so uh you know, if y'all I, don't know who Bevel Bevel is, the blade, it's like the yeah. Was it just a blade or just a clipper? It's a clipper. So okay. it's a black owned uh, clipper company. Yeah, yeah. For um, sure. they, I think the guys out of New York, I want to say that started it. Yeah, Tristan Walker. Yeah, I think and, that's uh, the name. Yeah, and he's man. I mean, he got some other stuff coming out, but they. Uh, I know they developed a product, man. I, and in that first year when you was hearing about it the mm-hmm. most, I think they're still going through like a little trial period as well. Okay. Um, they, I remember I met uh, Marcus Harvey, shout out to him, a little barber out of Atlanta. Yeah. And um, he has the Barber Stars out there, and he's one of their, uh, he, they sponsor him as one, he's one of their uh, spokesperson for it. Mm-hmm. And probably about four years ago, we was at a barber battle together, and he was telling me that he was, they had a new blade coming out, new clippers coming out, and it was cordless, and I'm like, okay, dope, dope. And he showed it to me, and I was like, man, these is real dope, mm-hmm. you know, but they still have some kinks and stuff to iron mm-hmm. out. So I think they got like, kind of they they had a lot of people wanting it and they got back ordered mm-hmm. but then once it got back ordered and then the people weren't getting their product i think or something like that mm-hmm. and then the clipper wasn't all the way where it's supposed to be oh, as far man. as as far as the, the quality. marketing bro that but, the whole rollout and the strategy yeah is so just I, like one of, and, and it's crazy because one of my clients uh uh his name is armand he uh He's actually one of their business partners now. Okay. And so uh, that's how I got involved with them. And they, they sent me some products. And um, I was using them for a while, too. And then they, uh, they're they just kind of redoing everything now, I think. Okay. So I think they're going to come back out with another wave. But they got of, bought, right? Um, I'm not sure if they Probably got... like Gillette or something? Yeah, like I'm that. not that's sure if I... they got totally bought out yet. Oh, okay. I know they were in the process of it. Mm. So I don't know if the deal went through or not, though. Okay. Uh, it may have. Yeah. Um, but I know they got like some other stuff coming out, yeah. And I think that's what they were just waiting for, honestly, to get bought out to then make some moves. You know what for I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> so, uh, now they they marketed themselves well enough and branded themselves well enough to yeah. to really scare like the big brands. Absolutely, you man. Know? And and honestly, black products and the black hair and the movement that uh, black hair does in the hair industry mm. is the way, man. So if you if anybody that's interested in making products or Anything to do with hair, especially catering to black hair, we're one yeah. of the largest consumers of oh, black of hair easily, care products. Easily, yeah. So when you, you develop something, man, you get a movement behind you. It's no telling how far you can go because right. the sky's the limit. It's a billion dollar industry, man. Yeah, so from fact. weave to man units to clipper, <laughs> man units, bro. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> and bro, I mean, it, it's a way for you. Gonna have to give us it's a new a name, bro. It's a man, man unit, unit bro. Yeah, like man. I just, I mean, the man on. weave. You know okay. what I'm saying? <laughs> the meave, bro. But I mean, like, man, I just seen some man. My, I take my wife; she's a hairstylist as well, and she buys hair and stuff like that for people or yeah. whatever she's doing, maybe for herself. And hair is expensive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just said drop three hundred dollars on some hair. That's a fact, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what about what about retail? Like we don't do we have a black owned hair care hair care store in Portland? Um, yeah, I want to say there's like two or three. Um, one out in Gresham. Uh, can't remember Gresham. the name of theirs right now, but I know just hair also right on MLK in Fremont. MLK in Fremont? Uh, yeah, um, Quinesha. Her okay. name is Quinny. Uh, she also does uh, her, her little products there, mm-hmm. but there's no. I will say there's probably like no major retailer no like major, that. Major um, um, like threat to me, yeah, not threat, but like like a storefront that's you sure. know what I'm saying that's doing very well yet yeah, here. Yeah. Um, Why do you think that is? Uh, accessibility. 
I want to say accessibility to products. Um, it's hard getting into it, man, because it's it's a close network once you get to that level. Mm. Um, so like even getting hair from certain places is hard. Mm. Um, you gotta also have a lot of startup capital, mm. um, and then you gotta know where to get your products from, good products, and then yeah. so you can set your price at a competitive price. Mm. Uh, so a lot of people deal with that up front because you know people always be like, man, why I gotta spend so much money when I can just go right down the street? and buy it for cheaper mm-hmm. not knowing that that company also got it a lot cheaper than maybe your friend that just opened up their store mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so because of their relationship or whatever right because of their relationship bulk. their connect works and they're buying in bulk mm-hmm. um so if i'm selling a product at 50 and they got it for 25 more likely you're gonna go to the 25 of course unless you just supporting the 50 you know what i mean yeah. but not really realizing if you support this 50 i can get my prices to where compatible comparable to theirs as well yeah. Yeah. so um I think a lot of times people deal with that when it comes to the hair industry and um, a lot of other businesses as well, but especially here in in Portland because it's not a lot of black people here. Mm -hmm. I mean, but we probably buy the most at Mid-K. Oh, for sure. You know, that's our that's our store. Like I've never seen. I can't say I've seen white people in there. Yeah, and and I know the owners there too, and, and it's a group of people. Um, but they're all I want to say they're either Korean or Asian descent, and they. They got the market cornered, man. I mean, they getting the products for the cheapest. Um, they're able to bring stuff in that probably we don't have accessibility to. Mm-hmm. And people, and they know they've established a name now, too. Oh, for sure. So they've been around since, what, 1990-something? I feel like as, ever since I was a kid, they was yeah, here. Yeah, they was always here. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, they, they got the market cornered. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you say me and K, everybody know what you're talking about. Right. So it's kind of like... Uh, it's just hard to. It's, it's going to take somebody to, that's going to be, you know, not fearful to do it and, mm-hmm. and have a little bit of support and backing. And we got to support each other, man. That's all. That's if we if we get a black owned beauty supply store here, people just have to go support it, regardless of the cost, regardless of where it's at. Right. You know, because lo- location deals with a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, May K has the a perfect location. <laughs> Two perfect locations. You know, and they actually just combine stores, so they only have one now. They don't um, got the one, the old Blockbuster location. They, that's the only one that's open. Oh, they don't. So they're not across from across the street from us. Or? Yeah, so they're not they're not across the street from us anymore. Okay, um, but they also they still own the hair uh, salon upstairs. Okay, so um, but yeah, so they and I feel like a lot of people are starting to try to support you know black owned businesses, especially if I'm buying my hair is black and black and I got black hair I want to buy for my people right you know and hopefully our dollar can circulate more times than just once for sure know? yeah so I think a lot of people get more conscious of that um, putting on more events like the Junction Ave stuff like that going yeah. on yeah that's going to help too you know what I'm saying sure. so I think that maybe that's a lane that we need to dabble in I don't know yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but we'll see though man it's, it's just about getting the products though that's that's the hardest thing yeah because yeah. honestly like me and my wife have been thinking about it I'm like, man, we probably gonna need like nobody really has cash like that. Everybody yeah. always get loans, but I don't want to get loans, you know. So you know, yeah. I'm gonna have to like try to, you know, raise the money. But we probably need at least fifty thousand to start. Yeah, man. I mean, and and that's all you need, man. You just some startup capital. Yeah. And I think that people having access to startup capital is is huge. Um, Miso does a good job. Miso does a good job of helping people with that. Um, Miso is that. Um, the micro and uh, enterprise. Oh, I ain't um, never heard of them, bro. Yeah, so they're right on MLK and Shaver. Okay. And they uh, they help small small businesses, man, for um, minorities. Okay. So uh, 
and they they need more people. You know what I'm saying? So they they need more people to come down and, and get involved. They help people from a from the start of a business plan all the way to getting access to grants and loans. So you can go there. My sister just finished a program there, um, got her involved there. She's trying to start her own business. Um, they helped her write her whole business plan out. Um, they also helped her start saving up some money for some capital, mm-hmm. building credit. Um, they also help you with that. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they start you from zero to finish. You know. So it's kind of like that's another company that a lot of people don't have access to or know about. Yeah, never and, heard of them, bro. Yeah, and, they, and they've been around forever. Really? You know, so, and, and when I was went through the program, they just tell her, you know, they tell her straight up, there's not a lot of minorities that come and get access to this. Yeah. And we have $5 million that we got to give away by this certain amount of time. Oh, shoot. Like <laughs> or that. We don't, or we don't get it. You, you know don't what get I'm saying? It back. Yeah, they so get, sure. they have to give it away. And the money is there. <laughs> okay. they, and they have to and they need to. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. So, you know what I mean? So, your 50000 can be simply just sitting right there. Just sitting there. For them to give away to somebody. So, that, now it's up to us to put in the and work. Now, and now it's for up to us to put in the work to actually sit down, wow. go through a business plan. It's not as hard as you think. Yeah. And, and just write out a business plan and have your paperwork in order. You we know what I'm saying? Your bro. paperwork and credit is kind of like they go hand in hand. And a lot of you know the the other groups of people, white people mainly, yeah. that's who they're servicing because they come in and they do it and they're in the area, mm-hmm. and so they have to as well give them money to whoever comes through whoever the doors. Comes through. And uh, and they're doing it yeah. and they're getting access to all. The, that's why you see all these restaurants popping up and. Other little small little boutiques and stuff popping up. Yeah, they're getting grants. They're not getting loans. <laughs> they're getting grants, okay. giving to people. You okay. know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> PDC and all them places. Yeah. There's also another place. Yeah. Um, so you gotta just man. It's it's all about knowledge, sharing knowledge, and that's kind of what we do at the barber battle too. Because I want to get people just involved and let them know what's around them and what's available. Yeah. Because now my community and my network can maybe help you do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? So somebody I know that used to run PDC is now has a small business company who's helping uh, other small businesses get loans and grants. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Stephen Green. I'm pretty sure you know Stephen. Oh, yeah. I ran into him a couple times. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he, he, his business does that, too. He yeah. helps people build businesses and get oh, free Steven, money. He's he's that dude. <laughs> yeah. He get free money. For sure. <laughs> so, it's, you know what I mean? So it's just all about who you know and uh, and what you know. Yeah, I went to, I think it was like two, three years ago, one of the Pitch Black PDX events. Yeah. Or did you go to any yep, one of those? Yep. Yeah. Like, that was, that was amazing, yeah. bro. Like, and, and see, and something like that can, like, like how we do our uh, barber battles, yeah. they would be a vendor there, right. you know, and then they'll give you all the information you need to be a part of something like that and yeah. get your own business. Uh, we also did, like, uh, Northwestern Mutual was a uh, sponsor. Mm. And they help people with financial services. For sure, help you get your life insurance in order. All you have to get all yeah, that. I had a, I had an internship plans. with them in, in college, man. That's yeah, why, that's, bro, how, so, I, that's yeah. how I got into insurance because of that. Yeah, because of Northwestern. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I also know somebody else that through the barber battle mm-hmm. helped them get a job through Northwestern Mutual. So yeah. it's kind of like, man, it's the barber battle, man. It's not only for barbers; it's for everybody. You know what I'm saying? So. It, it allows everybody to have access to everybody's network. Word. And and this that's just a, a tool that we use to gain access to everybody else. Yeah. So um it's dope though, man. When is it this year? We got we got the date set? September first. Okay. September first is the date. Um Holocene Portland. Yep. Um, starting you start seeing uh advertisements going for here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh like around early June. Um just uh, a lot of work, man. We grinding, we yeah. getting it in. So um, trying to build this one up to be one of the dopest ones in the city, man. I, I mean, I 
I haven't heard of any other ones yet I so far. I haven't heard none either, bro. Uh, so. I've heard of the, there's other like salon particular uh, battles and stuff okay. like that, but yeah. uh, barbering is specific. Uh, and a lot of people are showing up, man, and showing out, bro. And it's a lot. It's a way to kind of hang out with your barber too, and yeah. see them do what they do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of dope to see, like, you know, you, your barber doing a freestyle design in a time limit, and see how much they can do, and then who wins. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It, it's it's fun, bro, for it's everybody. Yeah, yeah, it's open to kids. Uh, it's a family event. Um, bring the kids, bring the family. For sure. Come have fun, food, drinks. Yeah. Um, Performances, everything. It's gonna be dope. Yeah. And if Issa out there, you know what I mean. I already know it's gonna be lit. Yeah, the energy is crazy. The, <laughs> bro, he had the, he had the uh, what was it? The Bloom Beauty Collective. Yeah, the fashion uh, the show. The fashion show. Yeah. This past weekend, bro, he had it lit in there. He did, bro. man. He had that. He bring that energy, he bro. Does. And so I, we needed. That was that. my first time seeing him perform, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every time it's the same way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've never seen a performance. That's my guy. Like I've, I've been knowing Issa for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, been cutting his hair for a while. And he, man, every performance I've been to, he brings that, that energy. energy. Yeah. It's like that feel good, like positive. And it's like, man, gonna have the crowd hype. Yeah. You know, have everybody ready for more. You right. know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's a dope way to have have that same kind of because the energy at the barber battle be crazy, man. Because you got everybody's excited. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So to have him perform at the, at the same time, man, he was jumping on tables. He was. <laughs> He was all over the bar, like in the bar, in between the barbers while they cutting. Word. You know what I'm saying? He he'll sing to a couple of girls. You yeah. know what I mean? Like oh he, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's doing everything, man. And Word. so he he had it lit, bro. It was it was crazy, man. And then we got uh, DJ Mike Morris is gonna be DJing. Mm. Um, so he's like a video DJ as well. So he got all the videos playing. Oh, that's clean. And so you seeing all the stuff, all the slideshows going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Mannequin to be in the building. Um, North by Northeast Community Clinic. Um, it's, it's just a bunch of different vendors, and everybody's able to come out and have fun, man. And it's it's definitely exciting and fun. Who did the vendors contact to to get involved? Just you or uh, anybody else? Yeah, just me or my wife. Uh, okay. We uh, you can go on Hair Guys Products um, at gmail dot com, or okay. you can go through our uh, Instagram uh, PDX Hair Guide or uh, P- or Hair Guide Products. Mm-hmm. Um, and contact me uh, any way that we can get a hold of people. We For try sure. to get a hold of them. Um, but yeah, so uh, we normally reach out to. It's kind of specific to what we want to have there as well. Word. I want to. It's geared towards the barber industry mm-hmm. as well. So I have people able to sign up for health insurance because health insurance is a big thing mm-hmm. through the uh, barbering. For sure, people don't know that when you're your own entrepreneur, you don't have a job that's going to give you insurance. Right. So you got to have. You know what I'm saying? Insurance, or you're going to get taxed. Right. And so um, we have health insurance. People able to sign up for health insurance. Um, they also do uh, cuts and checks where they doing blood pressure checks after mm-hmm. you get your haircut, and you can win a free haircut through a raffle. Oh, that's clean. Um, so they, you know what I'm saying? And, and and high blood pressure is a silent killer amongst black people. Yeah. The number one killer. Yeah. Um, recently just experienced a bunch of tragedies here um, through that, and mm-hmm. people are young, man, dying of high blood pressure, strokes, and heart disease. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. We, they offer that service as well to get free blood pressure checks. It doesn't cost you a thing. It don't hurt. It ain't drawing blood. Yeah. You sit there for a minute. Right. That's it. They they you, yeah, they get, they get you your numbers. You go. If it's, it's bad, if it's high, they let you know what to do to, you know what I'm saying, get that taken care of, mm-hmm. where to go. Um, and then we have Northwestern Mutual there that's also offering uh, financial services. Right. Like I said earlier, we talked about earlier how barbers got this perception that they're rich. <laughs> <laughs> And a lot of barbers put that out there like that too, but you get all this cash, man, up front, yeah. and and you work with a lot of cash, most barbers, 
and and what do you do with that money? You know what I mean? Like, are you spending it right away? Are you, if you got kids, do they got life insurance? Do you have life insurance if something happens to you? Yeah. Um, so they offer all those products. Um, they're also a good way if you just got a bunch of money laying around. They help you get invested in something For so sure. you can still make money, make your money, make money. Exactly. Um, black Mannequin, you know, what they do. They mm-hmm. got the Black Mannequin clothing line. Um, Brian is a hustler, so that's my guy. Uh, he's been rocking with us since day one. Um, so he's there to support um and then we support each other. Uh, who else was there? Uh, got a couple of bar- champions, barber in school. Mm-hmm. So if you want to become a barber, it's a good way to get some information, sign up. Yeah. Um, they're the only black-owned barber college in Oregon. Um, that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's an accomplishment, though, man. That's huge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and, and that's and when I was became a barber and I went to school, the school wasn't geared towards us. Mm-hmm. At all, but all the haircuts that are being produced mainly are fades and the kind of haircuts that we get. Mm-hmm. Um, but the school isn't catering to that crowd at all, that audience. So you go to barber school and you don't say you don't black barber in there, they're going to send all the black people to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and to have a black owned barbershop or a school that's actually teaching everybody how to cut everybody's hair. Right. It's huge, you know what I'm saying? Especially for the community. Like, it's Portland, man. We're 6% black here, mm-hmm. and and we need that. You right. know what I'm saying? And, and people move here and be like, man, where are all the black people at? Where are the black barbershops? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and now, you got, I've seen a, a, a Instagram video where the dude, was, the white dude was on there and like, man, this is the freshest fade I've ever got in my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> mind <laughs> is blown. Right, his mind yeah. was blown. Never had a real fade. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. So I think that that's huge too. So they're there, um, and there's just a lot of other stuff, man. We got, like I said, uh, food, drinks. Holocene is a dope location. If you've never been there, um, they're set up for events like this. Yeah. So it's it's cool, man. And I'm trying to think of another uh, right off the top of my head, man. Who else we had? Oh, Ephraim uh, Law Services. Okay. So a lot of people don't know that you can get a lawyer and not cost you as much money when mm-hmm. you need a uh, business plan written up or. Okay trademarking branding stuff like that he also he has a service that helps you with that um and it's not that expensive mm. um he also teaches people um he has uh um injury um insurance as well so mm. if you get hurt um what to do yeah how to handle that situation if you can't go back to work Word. um so he offers all his services as well he's a huge sponsor uh shout out to my guy Ephraim, one of the only black lawyers in portland he has yeah. his own law firm yeah you know so uh that's dope that's huge you know what i'm saying yeah. so they so they're all there offering their services to people mm-hmm. um and and for for us barbers those things are really hard to come by um like you said you didn't know about me so you know what i'm nah. saying so just you know, that's you're not life a, changing. Though. Yeah, like, really about and, to you're, not, and you're not a barber though, but yeah. they're also gonna be there too. So yeah. it's kind of like you know, well, I went to this barber event, I hooked up with these people, right, and I right. got you know, now we got this beauty supply store, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. yeah, it's gonna be dope though, bro. And the goal is to help everybody help each other for sure. Man, we all want a better world. <laughs> Shit, bro. I'm excited, bro. Like, I, yeah. and now, honestly, I didn't go to the first because I was like, I'm not a barber, so I ain't really. Yeah, you know, a lot, a lot not, of people feel that way. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's not just for barbers. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's for everybody. And, and it, I know something came up last year with the family or something, I think, didn't it? Or did you? You came last year. No. I remember you bought tickets. I bought tickets. Yeah. I don't think I, I was you all the list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even that though, like you just bought the tickets and show support. And oh, for you sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the tickets will be available on eventbrite.com. Um, you can just type in Hair Gods, mm-hmm. uh, Barber Battle, and it'll pop right up. 
Um, so it's, it's just dope, though, man. Anybody's welcome. Um, if you get your haircut, you want to be there. If you're a barber, you want to be there. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to see what barbers do, you should be there. Uh, if you like Issa's music, you should be there. Word. Word. <laughs> if, if you just want to come so show, show love, be there. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. Yeah, man. So uh, how I end every episode is with the Fab Five. Five questions I ask everybody. Okay. All right. First question. Um, what artist or album made you fall in love with hip hop? Uh, Ready to Die, Biggie. Man. I think that was like the first album I was able to actually buy <laughs> on my own. My mom was a real Christian, mm -hmm. <laughs> devoted, devout, yeah. and, and didn't Say, really, sanctified. you know what I'm saying, filled with the Holy Ghost, five-time Kojic, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it, it wasn't no, a lot of hip-hop in her house, but you mm -hmm. know, but uh, that was the first album she allowed me to buy with my own money, mm. <laughs> so it was cool. Did moms know what was going on on that album? Yeah, she knew. You know what I'm saying? Cause <laughs> it was Biggie I, though. Yeah, it, it was, was Biggie. Biggie, and I couldn't help my. All I used to talk about was Biggie, man. Yeah. My my favorite artists growing up was Biggie, Tupac, and Keith Sweat. Keith <laughs> <laughs> How did Keith Sweat make that list, bro? What, what happened? Bro? You know what I mean? My, my mom was a devout Christian, but she uh -huh. she listened to Keith Sweat wine a little bit. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> So I was always I appreciate you, you know what I'm saying. Christians don't make love music, so <laughs> we got they got to oh, listen to something. <laughs> That's funny. Um, is there a movie that has changed your outlook on life? A movie that has changed my outlook on life, um, probably Boys in the Hood. Mm. I think that was like man, you know, I was young when that came out too, so it was like. Seeing Ricky die for the you know, first time, yeah. crying. <laughs> Don't really know why you're crying, but you're crying. Right. Yeah, like you met him before or something. Right. Um, I think that movie, like, really, and it, it explained a lot in that movie. Like, when I went back and looked at it, they talked about gentrification. Yep. They talked about racism. They talked about gang violence. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was, you know, it, rest in peace to John Singleton, bro. Like, yeah, man, was, that's crazy how he passed away. Yeah. Heart, heart blood failure too, right? No, it was, a, it was a stroke. Yeah, yeah, high, high blood, blood pressure, pressure probably. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah, so that, that, that's what I was thinking about when you were saying, it's like, yeah, yeah, John Singleton, he was like fifty or something. Yeah, like that. young man, that's yeah. young. I, I mean, know. You know what I'm saying? Think yeah. about that. Your kids would be what eighteen, nineteen around that time. Yeah, you know bro. what I mean? So it's. It's hard to do, you know, when you look at it, like, yeah, man, like, that ain't that far from me. <laughs> right, right, 15 years from now. Bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, that's, that's, that's crazy, but, uh, yeah. yeah, Boys in the Hood was kind of like that, that life-altering moment. You know, you mm -hmm. watch that in middle school, I'm like, in middle school, I think, at the time, and, uh, like I said, we would go through, you got all your friends, everybody susceptible to gangs at that age, yeah. you know, people having sex, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I think that when you see Trey in that scene where he lying about, you know, fucking old girl, mm -hmm, <laughs> I think yeah. everybody been there. <laughs> like, you know you lied about some, right. somebody, some chick that you always wanted and never had. Yeah, it's trying to fit in. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. that, that, that movie was dope, though. Yeah. So, when you feel overwhelmed, how do you de-stress? When I feel overwhelmed, how do I de-stress? Um, man, you know, like, I've learned now to kind of just going like for me like i just gotta go like get out and breathe in some fresh air for sure uh so i'll probably just like go to a coffee shop do some work you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying just do the stuff that that's like really important to me and that i like just like to do without stressing about it if mm -hmm. that makes sense um so it could be working out it could just be like just being in a coffee shop and just spending some alone time mm -hmm. trying to just can think about some things and how to handle it you know yeah. what i mean like 
don't stress myself out about it versus just figuring out ways how to handle it. Just relax. Yeah, just, just relax, strategize. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, shoot, right now, man, our family's growing, so I have a son now, and uh, that puts a lot of pressure. You know, yeah. being a sole provider in the household yeah. is kind of like, well, what's the next step? Like, how can I get more income coming right. in? How can I pay these bills? How can I make sure my son has proper care? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't want to send him to daycare, so wife, he has to stay at home. Mm-hmm. So now we got to Because daycare out, is a beast, bro. Right. <laughs> and, and then you don't know. I don't trust everybody with my kids. So, Word. you know what I'm saying? Word. And you see all these videos when they beating up kids and stuff at these daycare centers. I'll be in jail, bro. <laughs> so, hey, but there is one spot in Portland, man. Multitude of mercies. Like, my kids been going yeah, there. I heard that good spot. Yeah. Solid. Yeah, I heard that good spot. Like, you ain't going to have no problems with them yeah. whatsoever. Like, yeah. they're really good people, man. But, but like you said, man, it's a beast, though. You got to pay for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and, you know, like, uh, so, yeah, so I, uh, to de-stress for me, man, I just get to myself and uh, just kind of strategize on how to handle situations mm-hmm. versus stressing out about the situation and not knowing what to do. Word. Yeah. That's kind of like how I started, like, with my, like, changing my life was going to coffee shops. Like, yeah. I would just go to Starbucks and just read. Or, or get into, like, a creative space somewhere, man. That's I think that's kind of what... When I can start thinking and creating an idea mm-hmm. or something like that, man, I don't stress about anything at that point. Like yeah. I'm just thinking about how can I create something, that's, you know? So, so going to coffee shops like that, yeah, that, that was huge. Uh, I actually been considering opening up like a creative space for that, mm. solely for that. Like mm. you know, you just go to have a spot to go to where it's all creativity all around you, yeah, and, and you can just free freely think. Sometimes you just may need to sit in a room, chill. And not and have a book or something or just just chill. Yeah. And maybe write out something right? or just draw write out an idea. Say you got a business plan. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's your space to do it. Yeah. You know, stressing out. Just instead of stressing, just go there and just write. You know what right. I'm saying? Or yeah. create something, create a vision, or write down your dreams, or or read, or do some work. You know, in mm-hmm. your own little space. So. Yeah. We actually thinking about opening up a spot like that to where you could just so kind of like a, a co-working space yeah because like they got open house like that's yeah I, I don't know if it's black owned but i know they have like the little black friday thing you yeah heard about that? Okay. yeah um one of the, the chicks that gets her hair her locks done comes to our shop okay. that runs that yeah um but yeah so kind of similar to that but not mm-hmm. but a little bit different uh we would have our own we got our own little strategy that we're gonna use For sure but um but I know, like, I wish I just had a space sometimes where I can just go and create some stuff, man, and just yeah. have, like, all this creativity all around me yeah. to where I can just think, create, mm-hmm. maybe grab a bite to eat, and uh, just vibe out, you know what I'm saying, and sure, not have to I'll stress. Be there, bro. <laughs> you I'll know what I'm saying? There, yeah. Or you could just be doing a podcast here in a silent room somewhere, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, sure. stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, but coffee shops, man, is huge, bro. Like, sure. I feel like everybody needs to at least go enjoy a coffee shop or two. Man, <laughs> like that, man, when I was working my job job, like, that was my getaway, bro. Yeah, just like, like Elevated is a good work. spot. Yep. Yeah. Yep, Elevated Black on. Like, I would just, man, just get my headphones, bro, read a book, or I would just write in my journal. Yeah. And just, like, when I was strategizing for this podcast, like, yeah. just writing down all my ideas and just, yeah. like, just sitting there and just relaxing, bro. Yeah. That was my me time. And and, that, and, man, and everybody needs me time. I think that's why people stress because they don't give themselves me time. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, I know, like, when my wife has a baby, all I'm at work all day. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? She's stressed out yeah. <laughs> by the time I get home. Yeah. So I'll be like, man, okay, we, we got to, I give her, she give me time, get, get take a shower and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And, and then I give her her time. She get an hour after that. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? To yeah. where she just, to herself, she ain't got to worry about the baby. I got the baby. We're going to go for a walk or right. do something. Right. Get away from her and <laughs> let her do her thing. So right. she ain't stressed out and all crazy around the house. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, everybody needs me time, bro. That's I think that's probably like 
huge for people that stress out a lot. Word. Yeah. Yeah. Self care is important. Um, if you woke up tomorrow and won the lottery for a hundred million dollars, how would you spend your money and your time from that day forward? Man, if I have hundred million, hundred milli. Man, you know what? Um, I'll probably just uh make a couple investments, man, and and, and I would just probably just do that and uh travel and, and with my family. Yeah. Um, I think the most important thing in life is is your time. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of you know like your family and whatever God or religion you have, mm-hmm. but I think time is. We, we work so much, you know what I'm saying? Especially people that don't have money. Mm-hmm. They got to worry about bills to pay. got to worry about this, and that creates stress. Yep. But uh, if you got $100 million, man, like if I had $100 million, I just have my time to do whatever I wanted to do. Right. That's my most important thing. Like, that's where, that's my ultimate goal in life is to, even while I'm working, like, just to get to a point to where I don't have to work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I can just have my time. Yeah. Spend with family. Spend traveling. Spend doing whatever I want to do. Yeah. You know? That's so. one thing that I didn't realize that I really needed to take advantage of yeah. until I quit my job. And then I had yeah. time. And then I realized how valuable my time was. Even though I'm not <laughs> making as much as what I did. Yeah. The fact that I control my time. Yeah. And they don't control my time yep. anymore. And I could just, like, devote it to whatever... I want to devote it to, and like me having time means my mind can be focused on, on what I want to focus to, yeah. on, as opposed to solving these problems for these other people. And yeah. I'm making money, but I'm making them a lot of money, and I'm only getting a fraction of that. It's like, right. yo, I can focus on what I want to focus on, not be stressed out because of somebody else's problems, and just build myself up and my business or whatever. Like, in the time that I have to do it, it's just it's crazy, bro. Yeah, and then, and then you get to a point that what well, do I do it all this time? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I forgot. Who, I was just telling somebody that I was like, bro, I got too much time. Yeah, I'm like, man, I really got to find out. That's why I bought this camera. I was like, bro, I need to just like add more skills, you know, to my skill yeah, set. Yeah, so, because like, you invest in the, yourself. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's cool, man. Because like time, man, and and time management is huge. Yeah, uh, I'm learning time management now too. Um, especially picking up this other situation I'm about to go into. Right. So, uh, is yeah, I mean, a hundred million dollars would save a, <laughs> a lot of stress and time, man. I, right. And honestly, like if I can pay for time, that's what I would do. Man. I would just use a hundred million dollars to have my time yeah. to do whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. It don't matter. Like one day, I can just wake up, go outside, and, and sit on the lay in the grass all day. That's it. You know, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> like, just freely think and just be cool, like. Yeah. I think that if I had that much money, man, I just would want my time. Word. Yeah. That's dope. Last question. What message do you want communicated at your eulogy? Oh, man. Uh, that he always wanted to help somebody. Um, that I was a, a father, um, caring person, um, devoted to people, devoted to people. Um, never was... I don't know, man. That's that's tough, man. I I just want to be remembered for being me. You know what I mean? Word. Not not trying to be somebody outside of me. Mm-hmm. Um, not trying to do anything that that I shouldn't be doing. You know what I'm saying? Or like, my morals were right, and that he lived a fun life and wanted to keep people smiling and 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 help others. Um, and take care of his family. Dope. Mm. Simply put, bro. Yeah. Man, that's it. How can folks get a get a hold of you on all the socials, bro? Man, uh, so Facebook, Mike Cage, uh, Twitter, PDX Hair God, Instagram, PDX Hair God, uh, Snapchat, P- 
PDX hair god. <laughs> uh, you on the snap, huh? You, on snap, man. Okay. You, you know, you got, I, I tend gotta, to like keep up with the kids. Huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> and you know, you know what I, I use in my class too. I, I, I teach the kids, man, the, about investments and stuff too. Word. I try to get them at least knowledgeable about it a little early. Get it that little seed planted. Yeah. And I use Snapchat as a uh, incentive, man. I, I'll tell them at the end of class, man. I'll if you if you go through this, I'll set up your account. You can invest in uh, a Snapchat share, and get mm. a stock in Snapchat. You know, okay. what I'm saying, come to all the classes. I'll get you a stock in Snapchat, and you can have that for however long you want it. You know, what I'm saying. Mm. And I think right now it's like ten, eleven dollars per share, yeah. so it's affordable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, but it's a small investment for me, Word. but it's huge for them. Yeah, you know, what yeah. I'm saying, who knows where Snapchat finna be in the next fifteen years? Right, it could be right. bought out. It could, you know, what I'm saying, we exactly. we see how Facebook grew, Word. see how uh, Instagram grew, Twitter yeah. grew, um, all these social. So I think like, man, staying connected with the kids and, and social media, young, mm-hmm. and it kind of keep me like, man, whatever the kids is doing, that's what's popping. Yeah, that's and, the future. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, right, whatever the kids is, is popping. Yeah. That's why when all these old heads, man, we talked about hip hop. Everybody's like, man, this new music, blah blah blah. Bro, I like even the though new music, I, bro. I, I I personally don't listen to all of it, <laughs> yeah. but I don't I don't knock it either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people are like, I can't listen to this man. This is the same who the hell about? I listen to it. Like I ain't. I will listen to it. I might not just play it every day, all day, but yeah. I'll listen to it and I ain't going to literally say listen, too much about it. I listen to everything, <laughs> yeah. bro. So it's just like I, I like it. I I, I kind of I'm kind of jealous. Like this generation, bro, yeah. because you have all the music. Yeah. At your fingertips. Easy. You know? And so, like, <laughs> with us, we had to go to the store. Man, we had to go to the mall. Bro, I remember my first disc, man. You oh, know how big man. that was, bro? Yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> you you got to hope you didn't get robbed or stolen or something exactly. or lose it. <laughs> yeah, or if you drop it or something. Yeah, it's, it's a skipping, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. can't, we can't run with it, you know? <laughs> you <laughs> can't run with it. Couldn't you work gotta, out with a yeah, man, nah, bro. You gotta walk a certain way. <laughs> like, you gotta hold it in your hand too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't put it in your backpack. Try to see somebody at the gym with a disc, man, you bro. Feel That'll me? be too funny. And then they finally came out with the anti skip, you know what I'm saying? Right. And that still have your whole disc all scratched up. Exactly. But uh yeah, man. So yeah, these kids got definitely got got what we wanted. You right. know what I'm saying? So right. it's that's why I Snapchat, all of that, man. I, I'm gonna stay connected right. because also that shoot, that's that's my clientele for the future. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I start cutting kids at at five, six years old, and they're gonna be my client until you know what I'm saying? Until exactly. they <laughs> get old. You know what I yeah. mean? So that hopefully, man. Uh, yeah, I just try to stay connected to the kids, man. That's that's the future, bro. That's dope. Right. Whatever they're doing, I'm for it. Word. You know what I'm saying? Because whatever they able to even put. People like Blueface on, bro. Like, how did how did he get rich and famous so fast? Oh, one song, <laughs> you know. And, and one it's, song. And you know what's crazy about that is my guy uh, Deontay uh, Allen, who's also a barber, who's mm-hmm. Dame and CJ's barber. Okay. And uh, we was talking about bringing him out here, Blueface, mm-hmm. and he was like fifteen hundred before that song blew up. You know, what I'm, I'm about to say that's cheap. Fifteen hundred, bro. Yeah. The kids was telling us to put bring him out here. Yeah. And, uh, I, I was the one that was, D was on it, and he was like, man, let's do it, let's do it, let's yeah. do it. And I was just like, nah, I ain't doing that, man. His music is trash. <laughs> like, bro, he, he ain't going to sell no tickets. It don't matter t- about the music, He ain't going to sell no tickets. The kids is rocking with him. <laughs> so I'm thinking he ain't going to sell no tickets after we invested all this money. But, man, now look where he is. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So You can't get him for 15000 You sure 15, can. You, can you better be lucky if you get him. <laughs> like, you probably booked up for the next year. For sure. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, wherever the kids is on. I'm with it. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. So y'all follow Mike, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to the uh, to the barber battle once yes, again, sir. September first, 2019, at Holocene, Portland, Oregon. 
So uh, it don't matter where you're from, man. Y'all should y'all should come out support and see what's going yeah, down. It's gonna dope. be dope. Yeah. So once again, y'all, it's the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. I'll let y'all next week. Grace and peace. Yeah. Thanks for having me. No doubt. Bro.